Hi, I'm Joel Goddard. Fellas, when it's time to get intimate with that someone special, I treat my ears to the soothing sounds of Dad Rodadad. Now in stereo. Happy Thanksgiving! Merry Christmas! Happy New Year's! Yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, it's me again, acting coach Dan Rodan and teaching actors how to act. Some of you may know me, some of you may not. Uh, I'm an acting coach. My name is Dan Rodandon. I was initially in my in my in my former life. I was a uh, middle school administrator, and then after that, I was an acting coach in the uh, fabulous. Hawaiian Gardens area of Los Angeles. Uh, I was ducking and dodging the gunfire, running around, coaching, acting, acting myself, uh, interviewing people, uh, you know, just living that living that Hollywood lifestyle. And when you know it, it caught up with me one day, and after a couple of bad Oscar picks, I got put into a coma. Uh, 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 uh. Anyway, I'm in New York now, the... Right coast, I, uh, California's the left coast, New York's the right coast, and it's the right time and the right place for a new year and a new face uh, uh, for Dan Rodan, and, and you'll you'll hear a little bit more about my new face later. It's got a big beard and a turban, but uh, spoiler alert, we'll get there. Uh, anyway, it's a new year, it's a new life. And uh, I'm getting a little bit more accustomed to New York living. As uh, some of you remember from before, I did not necessarily have my own place of residence. So I've gotten really into Tinder. And uh, that's that's been helping out on, on some of the colder nights as I'll find myself a place to... Oh, oh <laughs> pardon me. It's uh, permanent indigestion. I couldn't go to a, a real doctor, but uh, a lot of the people around me, they, they suffer from something quite similar. They just call it permanent indigestion. Uh, it's where I'm, uh, you know, just sort of when I'm talking to people or walking around in the street, I'll just vomit a little bit every day. You know, you know the same amount that you may blow your nose in your regular life. I'll just vomit into my own mouth. And it's, it's I got to tell you, it's hell on my teeth. But, uh, 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 you know, there are worse things that could happen. Um, where was I? Oh, getting used to New York. And uh, so on some nights where I'm not lucky in love and I don't find a, a sympathetic bed or a sympathetic living room or, or, or whatever, I could find myself a sympathetic retailer. It's 24 hours and I was staying at a, at a Best Buy. And, uh, you know, you develop certain tips and tricks. The great thing about a Best Buy is they have almost no staff. So uh, 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 nobody really notices how long you're there. Um, As a matter of fact, one time I just walked into the back and I put on one of the blue shirts that was laying around. And nobody said anything to me for for three days. Uh, I just walked around the store wearing that blue shirt. I kept sleeping in different places. and, and, And wouldn't you know it, they just said, hey, Kenneth. Get up! And then when I didn't, nobody followed up. It was great. One of the perks about being at a Best Buy is they got televisions everywhere. And when you got televisions everywhere, uh, you got The Biggest Loser. I watched the entire season so far of The Biggest Loser, and I got to tell you, it has been inspiring. Watching these giant, big, fat, blubber whale men and women with their hideously cartoonish 
bodies just look like like standing still. They look like somebody who jumped off a building and hit the ground real hard. It's terrible. Uh, 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 but they got a couple of traders there, these smoking hot traders with their beautiful bodies, these uh, smooth smooth folks and and uh, a lot of them are part-time psychologists or something i guess they're personal trainers and they yell at them and they give speeches and the speeches are like you got to find out who you are why what hey your wife died get over it do a push-up or they're like hey you've been eating too much goddamn chicken and uh, they turn their lives around with that they say you got to jump rope because your kid has diabetes and a lot of that didn't really apply to me, but uh, some of it did. There was a very, very fat, well, obviously, a very, a hugely fat Irish man who was scared of heights, and he was looking down a waterfall. He said, I can't do it. I can't go on. I, I hate waterfall. I'm scared. I hate Hawaii. The sun's too hot. I hate coconuts. I hate birds. And, and then... Uh, his, his particular trainer stared at him in the face and he said, this is going to be your whole life. I don't know my parents. But look at me. He's like, and he just kept crying and crying. His legs started shaking and he was crying and you could tell they had to cut because I think he pooped. And the trainer, Dolvet, looks at him and he said, I'm scared of heights too, kid. I, I can't tell you how many times per episode I cried watching The Biggest Loser. And I'm, I'm not fat. I'm not a heavy person at all. I just like to sit there and imagine that they're giving those speeches to me. I like to sit there and pretend I'm afraid of heights. Or that I'm morbidly obese. Or that I poop myself. I look at those guys and I just wish somebody would pay that kind of attention to me. Make sure I'm okay. Just because I'm good at hiding it on the inside and not turning all of my, all of my problems into a hideous human lump of grease. Instead, I just have a, a permanent smile that's not real. What do you what do you call it? What's that thing? The uh, an overwhelming sense of suicidal dread. One of the other great things about working at the Best Buy, <laughs> working uh, by living at the Best Buy, is uh, I get to play around on the internet. And when you play around on the internet long enough, you get to see a lot of web content. And uh, 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 one show that I watched in particular was called Voyage Trekkers, which is the story of a bunch of dickheads in outer space. And wouldn't you know it, there was some contact info on their website. So I, uh, I used that to contact uh, the uh, uh, creator of the web series. His name is Nathan Blackwell. And uh, I have him here with me today on the telephone. And uh, first, first thing I want to say, it's an old joke, but it's a goodie. Uh, uh, hey, Nathan, I got a phoner with your name on it. <laughs> you know from the old saying about the boner. Uh, uh, but the phoner, in this case, refers to the interview that I'm doing with you. So, uh, hello, Nathan, out here from New York City. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Uh, well, you know, it's it's going, it's moving, it's shaking like a leaf on a tree. Uh, how is everything going with you? Oh, it's pretty good. Um, we're, we're trying to do Voice Checkers the movie now. Um, you know, we, we did about two seasons of the web series, and... Now we want to kind of, you know, take it up a notch. Let's hear a clip. 
Captain's blog. The remarkable is un- all right. How do we get a, how do we get to see this thing? So Voyage Trekkers, our web series, is at voyagetrekkers.com. That's T R E K K E R S. Kind of like Star Trek, but the kind of mental bridge we're creating. The kind of you know, more like Galaxy like Quest, you know, but on the web, something like that. Uh, so when you when you say movie. What are you talking about? Are you talking about a feature-length film? Are you talking about something particularly for for Redbox or for Netflix? Or is are we going f- uh, four-wall tour of the United States? Are we talking <laughs> Japanese distribution with strange tentacle cartoon pornography? Are we talking uh, like Russian DVDs with lots of kickboxing? Or, or, wh- or what are we talking about here? Well... Probably the best of whatever we can get. <laughs> you know, at, at our level, beggars can't be choosers. You know, it'll be pretty low budget. It'll be a lot of, you know, elbow grease and uh, favors and things like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably the best of whatever we can get. Nowadays, it's tough for, for small movies to get in the theaters. We might show it at some small art houses and kind of get people excited and things like that, but... Usually, low-budget stuff tends to kind of go to video pretty soon. Video. Now, now, video. That's uh, video's not really a thing anymore, is it? With VHS and whatnot, it's all about the streaming. You got to stream it, Daddy. Yeah, yeah. good point. So, what, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to stream it, Daddy? Yeah, I guess we would stream it. Um, I started making movies like in the '90s when you know the whole independent. Pulp fiction. Married with children. Started going, yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's some stuff I've, you know, kind of have to adjust to, like the internet. Speaking of the internet, the internet is a big deal, right? You can put whatever you want on the internet. And you chose to put voyage trekkers on the internet. Yeah, web series are a lot of fun. You know, you can show everyone, they're on the YouTubes, and so everyone can see them. You just can't make any money off of that. And so, so, but people are seeing it, and uh, I, I'm making a podcast myself, and I want people to listen to that. What to, What are the big tips and tricks of the trade that you use to get those eyeballs on those uh, on those characters uh, uh, wiggle it around on those computer screens? Right. So, yeah, getting, getting views on YouTube, your base core fan base, is always going to be the, the people that you know in real life. So if you can get those people watching your stuff, then they're more likely going to tune in to the next episode. So it's really about just, it's it's like when, you're, when your friend is in a band and they really want you to go see their show, and uh, people are like, oh, we, you know, he's a nice guy. Let's, let's, let's go see that band. But instead of actually yeah, having to like drive just, anywhere or buy two beers, all you got to do is turn your computer on, push a button, and leave the room if you want to. Right. It's kind of like the 21st century version of that, you know, to kind of get the people who who know you in person involved. Um, then they have, you know, then they feel bad if they, if you kind of, like, meet them in a social situation. Oh, have you seen my show? And they're like, no, I guess I haven't, even though I got your three newsletters and your Facebook invites and, and things like that. So, 
So the trick is to confront them at family gatherings and say, hey, did you watch my show yet? And then, and then if they haven't, you have them watch it on their phone in front of you or, or, or what? I would be lying if there wasn't like a, in terms of like social media marketing, if there wasn't a certain degree of sort of shame-inducing aspect to it. What about yeah. trickery? Can you can you just say, "Hey, this is my episode," and then you sh- you put up a picture of a lady with her whammers hanging out, or like a instead instead of it saying "Voyage Trekkers" on there, can you say "Best Fails of 2014" or something on the front, and then and then show Voyage Trekkers? Yeah, that could possibly work. I mean, you know, I haven't tried that yet, but but yeah, that's that's definitely one way to go. Now, uh, my podcast uh, is much more difficult to find than a YouTube clip because people, uh, most people don't know what a podcast is. And everybody's heard of YouTube, so they can watch their Steve Harvey bloopers at work or whatever on their lunch break. But uh, 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 how do you teach people about a new medium? Oh, well, everything, they keep calling new media and web series and podcasts the wild, wild west. You know, so sometimes... It's a little rough, and people are still figuring out, you know, the sort of basic necessities of civilization are still being established. You know, you might find yourself like a, in a busy town like Dodge or Tombstone, and things are happening. Or you might just kind of find yourself confronted by a bunch of bandits, you know, in the middle of the desert, and you're kind of shot down. So you're saying that there's, you know, you could find yourself as a, you, in a in a bustling place like YouTube, and you got to try to make a name for yourself out there, like Wyatt Earp or Dog Hollywood or or whoever else is out there, or, or you might find yourself out in a desolate no man's land, like a like a like a like a some sort of podcast aggregator that's not iTunes out there. Uh, yeah, they've got like really weird names, like you know, fuzzy or you know made-up terms that sound like they're a CGI creature. Or you might sign yourself like with an exclusive like deal on an internet or... channel that can't be found anywhere. Right, exactly. So so you kind of have to watch yourself, but there's a lot of opportunities for Now, people. what do you mean, watch yourself? So if you watch your well, own you thing, know, you does could, that get the view count up? Well, you could certainly shack up with the wrong kind of people, you know. Or, or spend a lot of energy in, in an area that doesn't really kind of pay off. So when people say that new media is like the Wild West, is that they haven't figured out what to do yet. Can you buy likes like those sexy girls on Instagram with their, with, you know, the ones with their uh, body parts? I have known people who have bought likes and people who have bought views. How do you buy really a like or a view? Well, there are certain, you know, lascivious services on the interwebs. You know, you can go to something like Fiverr and pay $5 and get 500 likes or views or something something like that. But the problem is it's not sustainable, you know. Does this you have to do with the, video uh, or two. the Silk Road or the Deep Web or the, the contract killer heroin addict people? Or is this, is this something more legitimate? I think it's just Hong Kong. It's just Hong Kong? Yeah. Maybe Singapore. I'm not sure. So what you're saying is that uh, you pay them $5, and the, the Asian people will really enjoy what, you've pu- what you're putting out there. I think so, yeah. That's, what the, that's an article I read. Well, anyway, do you have a top five? Do you have like a BuzzFeed top five things of advice that you would give anybody trying to break through in new media? Uh, number five, what do you got, Nathan Blackwell? 
Okay, so number... Oh, no, geez. Okay, so I've got to work backwards. That's right. I've got to improve then. Uh, all right. So, um, let's see. Uh, maybe we can... Okay, so number five. Um, have a Facebook event. Have a Facebook event. So, number four. Number four. Jeez. Um, hand out... Postcards. Hand out postcards. Number three. Do a live event. Do a live event. Number two. Oh, I might only have one left. Um, number two. Create a Facebook event. Um, Hand out flyers. Do a live right. event. Number two. Number two. Um, solicit other news sites. That handle the kind of stuff you're doing, like podcast web series. Solicit other news sites. And number one, obviously, is buttons. Right. And number, yeah, number one is buttons. Uh, but if I had to do an, another number one, it What's would number be, zero? You know, number zero is get your friends and family involved. Ah, get your friends and family involved. And number negative one, of course, is go on the Dan Rodandon podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Nathan, thank you for being on my show. By the way, do you uh, happen to know any of the biggest loser producers? No, I don't. I, I in terms of reality TV, you I don't have know. any connections with the Biggest Losers casting no. department or how to. Uh, no. Do you know I the mean, URL yeah, not... to their website? Mm, is it Biggest? Losers.com. It's been great talking to you, Nathan. And uh, I, I hope everything goes really well with Voyage Trekkers and anything else you're working on. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for all of your advice on social media. Sure. Thanks, Dan, so much. All right. All right. Bye. That was a fascinating interview about getting to know people over the internet. Uh, but I've found that sometimes you can make better friends face to face. Uh, 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 so face to face, there was a gentleman who I met and, uh, wouldn't you know it? I, 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 it, I found myself in a new opportunity, a new way to make money, a new job, a new, a new, uh, career possibly. It, uh, uh, it all started out because I helped a gentleman who found himself in a bit of a pickle. Uh, they say there's no such thing as a fr uh, friend in need is a friend indeed. There's no such thing as a friend. That's, that's the old saying, I think. And, uh. So there's a gentleman who runs a nuts for nuts cart. You know what I'm talking about. On the street, you know, some people sell halal food. Some people sell juice with pictures of the Hulk on it. Some people sell, uh, what are they, Indian fry bread at the fair or funnel cake or whatever whatever else you want to call it. But uh, nuts for nuts. Uh, this gentleman runs a nuts for nuts cart. And wouldn't you know it, his legs stopped working because of the cold. Lucky for me, my legs still work, for now at least. Uh, so, I am doing whatever I can to look like the picture on his license, and I'm trying to run his nuts for nuts carts for him. And uh, Times Square, it's an interesting place when you're there legitimately, not in the middle of the night. When you're out there and you got a cart, people are happy to see you. You stand there, you, you say, nuts for nuts, nuts for nuts. Uh, 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 and people come up to you. And they, uh, I haven't really quite learned how to work the cart, and I've only really been trying to sell the same nuts every day for the past three weeks. I don't know where he gets his fresh nuts, but I haven't sold enough to where it was a problem. One of the side benefits of the Nuts for Nuts cart is you end up smelling like nuts all day, every day. 
It gets in your skin and your hair and your eyeballs. I imagine that if you cut my eyeball out of my head and mailed it to somebody, when they opened up that envelope, they'd say, oh, it smells like nuts. And uh, 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 that's that's not bad because um, it is bitter cold out there and, and standing in, in nut smoke is one way to keep warm. As soon as the... Uh, as soon as the weather turns back, uh, I'm sure his legs will start working again, and then and then I'll be not working again. And, you know, it's funny the 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 link, the yin and yang between this man's legs and me. As soon as his legs stop working, I start working, and vice versa. Kind of hope it stays cold forever. Winter forever. Yeah, with any luck, Dan Quayle will be. He'll be right. He he was the guy. He made that that movie, right? The indomitable spirit of the frozen earth, or whatever that thing was. An, incon- an unconsolable guy. I don't remember. Anyway, global warming. Let's speed that up. The longer we can keep this guy's legs from working, the better off I'm gonna be. Maybe I'll just break him. I don't know. <sighs> it's funny how far you can fall. Come to New York with a dream of. Uh, being the greatest actor who ever lived, and now you're just hoping an old man's legs don't work. So you can sell the same nuts every day. I gotta I gotta see another episode of The Biggest Loser, I think. Oh, hold on. Why did this never occur to me? I've got literally millions and millions of calories just sitting there and burning nuts. If I spend the next few weeks just eating nuts all day in Central Park like a chipmunk, just sitting there pouring nuts into my face, I could gain I could gain enough weight to feasibly become a contestant on The Biggest Loser, and then and then those speeches would be <laughs> they they would be directly to me. And then I'd be on television. Oh, Dan Rodandon, you sly dog, I Play the music. I've got work to do. Dan Rodandin has got a new plan. Standing in Central Park and eating nuts. Just eating tons of nuts. Stuffing nuts in my mouth. 